Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season two, episode six, Peekaboo. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Um, I enjoyed this episode. Interesting because it doesn't have the sort of traditional weird um opening you know cold open that we've had before it sort of jumps straight into a fairly normal bit of the story um before the credits which you know we generally is not how they do things with breaking bad you know you've got used to sort of weird surreal openings so uh that was interesting and slightly different um overall though it's it's a, just an interesting little kind of you know story of of you know Jesse dealing with the issue from last week and uh, you know trying to get this money back and then you know Walt dealing with the fallout of being discovered by <clears throat> by Gretchen that he's been using them as the kind of cover for it mm. uh, for the money laundering essentially. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's just an interesting episode all round. Uh, I I I like where they they went with the different uh, parts with it. So um, yeah, I'm enjoyed this episode quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's another good one. Um, you know, I do think it tells an interesting kind of isolated but also connected story because this whole thing with you know this mum mm-hmm. and dad and this this child and everything. Um, is I mean it 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 is to do with you know Jesse trying to, um, earn his not earn his place back but sort of like get that power back I suppose is the is the right way to put that because as Walt kind of said to him last yeah. week uh, or last episode when they had that conversation about you know you don't want to be seen like you don't want to go as ex- as extreme as Tuco but you don't want to be on the complete opposite end which is where people think like oh yeah that Jesse kid we can kind of like steal from him and nothing will happen so i thought that was an interesting little story yeah. in, of, in of itself uh i quite like the um Gretchen and uh Walt story of course which involved uh Skylar as well um interesting little point for the episode because they do seem to i mean they kind of confirm in this episode that before this walt jr and gretchen had never met because she's sort of like oh it's so nice to, mm. to meet you and everything so i thought that was quite interesting considering they've been in like the family uh for quite some time and everything i thought was quite interesting but may- maybe that's just it's just not really mm-hmm. kind of happened so uh, I mean, I've got like a couple of family members that I've heard, you know, loads of things about, but I've never quite seen them. Or the last time I saw them was like 26 years ago or 25 when I was, you know, very, very young. So those things can kind of happen. So I suppose it's it's a bit similar to that kind of situation. Um, I mean, I've got a whole family in, in over in Hungary that I've never met before. So, you know, those, those things can kind of happen, I suppose, as well. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was interesting to see from that because I that's another little piece of the episode that I didn't quite sort of remember, but I did remember this whole ATM you know storyline and and everything like that with the with the kid. I, I remember sort of most of that. So, which again has been an interesting thing for us to kind of experience because we've seen the show before, and we sort of like okay, yeah, that goes to this place, this thing. We kind of remember it, but we don't know exactly where it goes. So seeing how those sort of two things you know connect with the episodes and everything which is uh which is quite good uh mm. finding it interesting as well with the last is it four episodes we had no hank and marie this week 
We had Hank and Marie last week. We didn't have them the week before, but we had them the week before that. So they're kind of like swapping them in and out. And again, mm. with with this episode as well as the one from two episodes ago, um, I don't always feel like they're massively missed in the story. But when they have been put in the episode, like the whole kind of mental health focused thing with with Hank in the previous one, they still do a good job when him and Murray are are in the show. Um, at least mm. mainly with like the focus on Hank's kind of story. So even episodes like this, when they're not in it. Um, I don't feel like they're missed, but it's not like, oh, you know, I don't miss those silly characters or whatever. They're just sort of not... They're, they're, if you look at this episode overall, it's not really required to have Hank and Marie in it because it deals with two other things yeah. to do with the main character. So, um, yeah, thought it was a good one. Um, and because uh, I kind of remembered what happened to the, the kid. I remembered what happened to the dad. I didn't quite remember what happened to the, the mum. So that was interesting to see. Um I also think as well, going back a little bit to the subject we've been kind of um, discussing about, you know, good and bad people and how Walt and Jesse kind of fit into that. I don't think you can come away from this episode uh, at like this point in time and say that Jesse's a bad person just because, I mean, what he like, he does what he needs to do for his own business in the episode. And, you know, he doesn't kill anyone uh, because he could have just shot both of them pretty much and just like taken mm. what he needed or got the atm open you know himself sort of thing he he could have probably done that but he tried to kind of work with these two people which obviously we find out is very difficult uh and then you know he helps the uh the kid at the end which i thought was great do you uh do you agree with that with the whole jesse thing this episode yeah yeah no i think once again it, it shows jesse isn't a bad person i don't think you know he's doing what he needs to do but then you know when confronted with this little five-year-old boy he he wants to help the kid you know and mm-hmm. you can see he's quite distressed by the fact that you know this five-year-old kid is living in this state um and but he also understands that you know he needs to do something about these parents and do something about getting the money and i think part of the thing about you know cutting you know threatening to cut the parents off is for them to actually do something better for the the child you know to try and get them cleaner so they actually look after the kid and i mean he does actually make that point you know he's like you know feed your kid properly get him a wash or whatever you know so no i mean i I don't think Jesse is a particularly bad person. Um, he's sort of interesting on the Walt side of, you know, this ego thing getting in the way mm-hmm. again. Yeah. You know, which is the whole reason that this all kicked off. You know, as we said before, uh, first of all, this is a story that could only ever happen in America because of their <laughs> health insurance system. Yeah. And secondly, um, the fact that, uh, there is a there is a point in this where you know he talks about when he's talking to Gretchen about how he left Earth, and the reason for that was also something to do with his sort of feelings of inferiority and and um, you know him him not feeling like he measured up and and his ego so this is something that has been with him for quite a long time for oh, yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. So, so I, and I don't necessarily think that makes him a bad person. It is a personality flaw though. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's, I think... It's uh, sort of interesting. I think you're right with that, because there's, there's also the part where... Because Gretchen kind of asks him, you know, was it was it ego or whatever that got in the way? And you can see how awkwardly Walt sort of takes that question. So, yeah, I, I found that quite interesting as well. So... Uh, lots of interesting points in the episode yeah. uh, let's do some housekeeping and that sort of stuff and then we'll get into the recap there won't be much or anything to figure out with the cold open but we'll get through it anyway so uh, see for that in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on uh, Entertainment Talk, did a review last night of a video game that I've finished. It's uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. It is the essentially the remake of Oddworld Abe's Exodus, which is a PlayStation 1 game. Uh, this is, of course, the, the remake 20-something years later uh, from Lauren Lanning, the team... Uh, at uh, Old World Inhabitants, the developers there. Uh, they spent quite a few years on this game and uh, I really, really liked the, the result of what uh, came out from that game. So I uh, did a review for that. The first half of that is spoiler-free, me, me kind of talking about the gameplay and the new ideas and that sort of stuff. And uh, the second half, getting into uh, the story and the ending that I got, because of course you can get uh, four different endings, actually, depending on how well you did with saving your uh, Madukan friends so i talked about which ending i got and uh the whole idea about having four endings instead of two which the games used to have so uh talked about that that was fun to do as well uh may united drew 1-1 with fulham yesterday as well uh fulham are a relegated team already may United have secured second place because of this uh the 1-1 draw uh, we were pretty much going to finish second in the league anyway so there wasn't a lot to play for but there were still some interesting talking points as well uh, in regards to the actual football and that kind of stuff. Uh, There's only two games left of the season. We've got Wolves on Sunday 
That's the last uh, league game of the season. And then Man United, are in, are, Man United uh, next week are in the Europa League final on Wednesday night. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that and hopefully bringing a, a trophy back home, hopefully. So we shall see. Uh, but yeah, two, ep- two United cast episodes left for the season. And I'll be doing those on... Uh, the days of those games so look out for those uh, on gaming talk yesterday as well uh, we also talked about oddworld's future so uh, lauren lanning did an interview with the website and uh, talked about they want to make potentially an animated series which i think would be very good and uh, he also kind of wants to do like another game and that sort of thing because there was always the idea of the sort of quintology uh, set of games which hasn't quite been sort of fully completed yet uh, so he wants to sort of do that and uh, the good thing about that is they're an in- independent studio so nobody can kind of tell them what to do so they can do that if they want to and if they can which is great so because uh, they've not got like a big corporation over their heads telling them that they can't do something so we talked about that we also talked about ubisoft they're looking to change their game strategy and not in a particularly great or exciting way and we talked a bunch of stuff about uh, playstation 5s and that sort of thing so there's that uh fear the walking dead still continuing season 6 episode 13 was this week's episode there is three episodes left for the season uh so that's going to be that batwoman's still continuing on e4 or you can watch it on demand on all four uh, it's up to episode 5 so far for season 2. That's the second season of Batwoman. So you can check that out if you want to. Uh, Main I'd also lost 4-2 to Liverpool. And it was a terrible game. Uh, but it's a bit in the past now. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah that wasn't. Uh, that that didn't go very well. Uh, for a few specific reasons. Mainly because you know the ball went in our net four times. Which is what, not what we wanted. So uh, <laughs> anyway talked about that as well. Uh, I did think that we would win that game. But um I was I was wrong apparently. So uh did a preview podcast last week for a quiet place part two, which has had some like preview review sort of screenings or, or whatever. Some like press have started seeing the film. Uh, and it comes out here in just over two weeks' time. I'm extremely excited. Uh, I've been waiting fourteen months for that film because obviously COVID decided that nobody was gonna watch it last year and uh all that kind of happened. So I talked about the trailer and my expectations and sort of all that kind of thing. So you can listen to that if you want to and i also talked recently about the venom trailer as well for the upcoming sony film so there's that uh that's what we've been doing on entertainment talk uh no sort of mysterious thing to work out with the cold open uh still a fairly good one and it still again blends in pretty well with the intro uh simply put jesse meets uh skinny pete on like the street like the sort of street corner and uh gets the uh, address off of him uh for the house of this couple that obviously stole from uh, skinny pete in the previous episode and following on from uh, walt's sort of speech about you deal with it and handing him a gun jesse takes it upon himself to do just that because he needs his his <laughs> uh, money back which again this is how this sort of crime kind of works so um i always find it kind of interesting the sort of language that they use towards each other um, like, like just the the, diff- the sort of mannerisms and the different ways that they sort of talk to each other, I always find kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And him, like Skinny Pete, saying to Jesse about, "Hey, yeah, you go and sort of like deal with this." And um, did he say something about um, parole or something like that? I, I think I I remember. Like he's got some. Like... Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically saying, "Oh well, you know, I deal with it myself, but you know, I'm on parole." And it's like, well. He... 
Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> yeah, enough. You're yeah. on parole. Jesse got holding by the DEA for goodness' sake. So yeah, and you know, I mean, neither of them are exactly clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, that's how this and, uh, world the, kind yeah, of works. I, I, so. Yeah, I, I think there is an interesting uh, juxtaposition between Jesse and Skinny Pete as well. With like Jesse sort of playing around with this beetle when we first mm. see him, and then Skinny Pete just walks up and crushes it. Um, which is, it, you know, just sort of, I, I think it just interesting seeing that kind of juxtaposition between the two of them. And Skinny Pete's fronting quite a lot, sort of saying, hey, I'm bringing in mad bucks and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, but then, you know, Jesse's sort of going, we uh, hate that five or an S. Oh, I haven't got time to, you know, write and stuff. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's. <laughs> Just, just ridiculous interaction between. I mean, Skinny Pete is a ridiculous character, but um, yeah, that that interaction just between the pair of them, I, again, shows I think a level of intelligence difference between Skinny Pete and Jesse. Um, and I mean, there are levels to this sort of stuff, and and you can definitely see that they're not all just like cracked out drug dealers. Jesse is definitely above the other guys that he's employed you know mm-hmm. yeah certainly it's interesting what you mentioned as well about the uh the bug that was there and uh you know yeah. jesse's cut jesse's kind of messing about with it a little bit and then sort of leaves it alone and skinny pete just smack um didn't he say didn't he say something like gotcha bitch or or, or something like that i think he, uh, I, think he I, said, I can't remember so, something like that yeah uh <laughs> so um yeah some people like that they just see uh, bugs and they just straight away just smack and some people are like hey let's try and get this thing out the window or whatever so anyway yeah um but uh yeah he then goes and, off and, i mean that yeah, oh. just just uh, with the, that that point there exactly is the fact that i mean you know the irony of of the fact that you've got jesse who is you know not trying to kill anybody or kill the bug um he's the one that's about to go and have to stick a gun in somebody's face. And, you know, he's playing with this bug and kind of leaving it alone. Whereas, you know, Pete comes up and crushes it. And, and it's the fact that, you know, it, it's an interesting little kind of visual thing to the fact that Jesse is really a fairly gentle person, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, and this is very out of character for him to do this sort of stuff. We also get to find out that the person that robbed him was called Spooge as well. Yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much their conversation, and then Jesse walks off to go to this uh, not so tidy house. I think we can we can kind of call it that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah, he after the uh, intro plays uh, upon breaking inside, he sort of, sort of smashes the window. Not that that would have made any difference to this house. So anyway, because uh, it kind of, it, it's, oh. it's it's interesting. It kind of breaks the window, and then I sort of looked at the you know the window frame, and then the the. I think it was the front room. Again, it was so messy, I couldn't tell which sort of room it was. But I think it was that. And then, like, you sort of look at the house and you think, well, it didn't really make much difference to it. So, um, yeah, he he breaks that uh, anyway, and then he gets inside. Uh, He finds and tends to their young, neglected son. Uh, When the couple returns home, Jesse holds them up and demands that they um, uh, return his meth and his money. They give him part of the meth, because uh, they kind of empty all their pockets and everything else uh, and other places. 
uh, claiming that to have lost their other portion, and then uh, this guy called Spooge, uh, the, the dad, or I guess you can call him a dad, sort of. Um, he's not a very <laughs> yeah. good one, but uh, he's he mentions to Jesse about an ATM that they've got stashed somewhere, which we see a little bit later. So, um, yeah, I feel sorry for this this son. You know, he kind of, I mean, he kind of just walks straight in the room, doesn't say any. I'm, I think he only says one line in the whole episode. I think he turns around to Jesse. It might be in, in in this scene, and he just says, "I'm I'm hungry," because Jesse's asking him a bunch of questions mm. about like, "Hey, what's your name?" Yeah. And, like gently asking him fairly easy sort of questions, and obviously he's just sort of like out of it a bit, probably because of the way that he's treated. Um, but yeah, the house is like a complete mess. He probably heard Jesse break in, but he just kind of hey, he sticks to his sort of routine, putting the TV on, which they only seem to have this one channel, which is this. It was it like a weapons. Uh, it's, but a it's a shopping channel. Thing. It's like a yeah. Q... yeah, it was like a QVC shopping channel that at that particular point happened to be showing selections of knives. Um, you know, I which I'm assuming were kitchen knives mainly, but I mean, I, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, it was a QVC shopping channel by the looks of things. Yeah, like a bunch of weapons and stuff. So, um, so yeah, they sit and have a conversation for a couple of minutes, and then Jesse goes to get him some food because. He has to do that because his parents aren't even there. So, um, yeah, because they're not, they're not even, yeah, in the house at that point, are they? Because they, they come in slightly later. No. So, um, yeah, what do you think of this kind of a uh, little, um, well, not intro, the sort of start of the episode and uh, this, this kid and everything? Um, I mean, I, the, the bit of, you know, Jesse first going up to the house, takes out his pistol, stands outside the door, and he's kind of banging on the door and sort of, you know, trying to work up the courage, and he's kind of practicing his line of, like, give me my money, bitch, and and, and sort of building up, and is like, hits one, and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. And, and then suddenly the very, very friendly um, post-woman walks up, and it's like, you're standing in front of the mailbox, and has this kind of perfectly pleasant conversation, and that sort of almost deflates it all out of him mm, you know he's kind yeah. of fired up and ready to go in and then it just sort of deflates which i i just really love that scene i thought that was really funny um so there's there's that and then him going into the house and discovering this sort of half-dressed five-year-old boy you know wandering around after he's kind of wandered through the house a little bit um i just just sits on the sofa and he's like says he's hungry and jesse of course being jesse wants to make sure that the kid at least has had something to eat so makes him a sandwich but yeah it's it's just i mean it's so weird this this sort of whole kind of setup and then um the parents in quotes coming back um uh, you know and I, I, I mean they they talk about having lost the other portion and they are actually bickering about that you know having lost it when they're coming through the door so i think that probably is is sort of genuine and then you know jesse holds the gun to them and and they print out this atm which is out in the backyard which they've been ripping off so uh yeah i mean it's the, the these two just awful awful characters um not not particularly dangerous as such but just terrible people are terrible parents and just just generally awful people mm -hmm. yeah so yep pretty much sums all that up there um it's just interesting that jesse like broke the window and it didn't make a difference to the house so yeah um 
yeah so uh that's the kind of intro scene with jesse lots of interesting stuff there uh switching over to walt uh on his first day back after teaching um sorry on his first day back teaching after finishing chemotherapy uh walt teaches his class about dr tracy hall uh the inventor of synthetic diamonds who earned only a pittance from uh sorry for his invention um while general um electric made an incalculable uh, profit as walt and flynn slash junior make their way home they find um that walt uh jokes to him about uh to his son about the um the classmates um be- be- sorry bearing his classmate alive in the desert because they were sort of joking about the uh because of the missing leaflet because he finds it on the car and uh you know a couple of people sort of start yeah. laughing and that and uh like walt just sort of takes it off the car and says don't worry about it very interesting little uh i mean there's a few interesting things to talk about here um because i'll save the uh skylar home scene with uh gretchen until a bit later mm-hmm. um yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of, I mean, we don't know quite what happened in Breaking Bad before, like, the pilot and stuff. But in terms of the episodes and the time that we've seen, I'm pretty sure this is the first time. I mean, Walt Jr. or Flynn doesn't really laugh, but he definitely smiles at his dad's, like, joke about saying, hey, this is what we can do. You know, and obviously jokingly suggesting, you know, hey, we put a bag over his head and take him out to the desert and all this and that. Although, it, you know, it's good that he's actually, you know, joking about that kind of thing. Um, obviously, he's been involved in actually somewhat similar circumstances with Tuco recently. Mm-hmm. Where he was on kind of the opposite end of that. Because uh, he had a bag put over his own head not too long ago. Um, but, yeah, Walt Jr. actually kind of like, hey, I'm enjoying my company with my, my dad for once. And kind of actually smiling at this sort of joke that he's telling. I don't think he actually laughs, but he definitely smiles at him. And I just thought that was a really... Because Flynn's been kind of, uh, not Walt Jr., has been kind of a, um, a a little bit of a quiet character at certain points until he sort of like, you know, decides he wants to speak up about certain things, which is which is perfectly fine. That's just kind of like how he is in that. But um, yeah, I, I think out of the episodes, you know, up to this point, this is the first time he's truly sort of like enjoyed his dad's company that we've seen. I can't think of any other occasions mm-hmm. that have been similar to this. Um so I I thought that was quite interesting, but yeah, what do you think of um, Walt kind of joking with his son in the car? Yeah, it's interesting because you have got Walt kind of um, uh, sort of making a, a, a quite a dark joke, really, in hmm. that, and um, you know, I, the poster is interesting because they don't they don't kind of focus on it for very long. But if you missed what it actually said, it's obviously one of the missing posters. It says I'm it, somebody's defaced it to say I'm missing my pants. So it's clear that the people, you know, the kids in the school are aware of what happened to Walt in terms of, you know, the, the so-called fugue state, which we know was made up, but it, you know, it's clear that story has made its way around the school. So, um, you know, that, that is out there as well, which is just a sort of interesting little bit of information of, of how, you know, widely that, that news got spread around. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, Flynn, Walt Jr. is going to be dealing with, that at school as well uh but yeah the conversation between the two of them where well i mean you know i i think almost saying what i think he would actually genuinely quite like to do but but obviously comes across as being 
joking about it. Um, you know, um, and, and it, it's a nice little interactive, you know, interaction between the, the two of them. I mean, the closest we've got to that was maybe when Walt tries to take him out to drive, but then, you know, Walt is Walt in, in that interaction and it, it doesn't particularly end particularly well. Mm. Whereas, um, you know, I think this is a, is a nicer interaction and it's, it's, you know, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, Flint, Walt Jr. finds these dads sort of dark humor funny as well, which I, you know, is quite nice. Um, but yeah, I like that scene quite a lot. And, you know, um, it's, it's interesting to see him back teaching as well. Cause I can't remember at some point, I think he leaves the teaching job entirely, I think, but I, I can't sure remember does. at what yeah. point that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause this was sort of like a long break, obviously with the fugue state and everything else. So, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously dealing with, uh, Tuco and everything. So he hasn't been there for, for a little bit of time. Um, I did like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the character's name is, but I think she's the head teacher. She also goes into the room, after the uh well during the sort of class but talks to him afterwards and says like hey is that like absolutely anything you can come and talk to me and that kind of thing obviously we're not expecting all to go to the office and say like hey i do drug dealing and all that sort of thing but um i thought that walt's reaction to that was was quite interesting of seeing like i i don't know because like, like we've said before with the whole like his brother having the big ego and that sort of thing and walt feeling a bit sort of beaten down in life up until now um, I think just somebody saying to him, you know, somebody that he th- thinks he can probably trust as well, not necessarily with the drug thing, but just trust in general. Um, someone saying to him and kind of reassuring him, I think, of like, hey, you can like come and talk to me about like anything that you, you want to. I thought was uh, kind of important for his, his character as well. So that was that was pretty good. Uh, did you make anything of that? Uh, no, I mean, it's I, I don't massively remember that character, although she does pop up at various different points. I think she pops up in the later season as, yeah. as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's sort of nice to see her there as, as you know, she's assistant principal, Carmen, her name is. And, um, yeah, you know, nice to see that he has a, seems to have quite a nice relationship with her and, you know... Um, they seem to be getting on quite well, so it was a, that was a nice little scene as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. So, but yeah, this this scene with Walt Junior and his uh, and, and Walt himself, um, this is kind of like him saying this is what Heisenberg would do to somebody like this. But him, yeah, him giving that speech as like Walt, I suppose, uh, was very interesting. It's almost kind of like an, a, a a funny sort of blend of the two so of his two yeah. sort of like personalities so anyway they make it back home uh at home skylar gets a call from uh gretchen um who is uh she still believes is paying walt's medical bills of course we know that's not the case uh skylar invites gretchen over that afternoon because she says hey what are you doing like this afternoon because they have the the they have kind of the not cliched but typical kind of conversation of hey i haven't seen you for a while we should really try and make the adult effort to yeah. sort of catch up and that sort of thing um so Skylar invites Gretchen over that afternoon, but Gretchen quickly leaves um, when Walt arrives home. Walt asks Gretchen if Skylar told her anything, but um, she does not answer because he kind of like says, "Hey, I should like see her out to the to the car or whatever," even though she's already in the car by yeah. the time he gets out the door. And um, yeah, she kind of just like drives off because she's she can see sort of like what's happened, I suppose. And they do meet up 
later on in the episode but we'll talk about that uh later um so yeah this is when when it was revealed like i said earlier that um gretchen hadn't met walt jr before because they say to each other it's like nice to meet you um she's not there for very long is she i mean walt sort of like arrives there and they have like you can see there's a bit of awkwardness between them of the typical sort of like hey nice to see you and nobody can really think of anything else to say after that um and like wishing each other well and that sort of thing and then um you know Gretchen makes a typical excuse of like oh I need to like you know beat the traffic and that sort of thing uh you can tell she just kind of wants to like she's not sure about the situation with um Walt because of the conversation phone call phone call with uh with Skylar so yeah she's got her suspicions and we'll see how that plays out later in the episode um but yeah, what do you think of this uh, at-home awkward scene? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's this sort of thing of... Because if I remember correctly, Gretchen actually is called the house and leaves a message on the machine. Skylar calls her back and that's when Skylar's going, oh, we're so grateful for you for paying the bills. And Gretchen, uh-huh. to, to a credit, doesn't kind of drop Walt directly in it there and, and just sort of leaves. And that's when they end up kind of coming around to that. So we don't know quite how long Skylar and Gretchen have been talking before Walt turns up because of course you know Walton um, Jr. turned up in the car and spot the Bentley on the driveway um, so yeah and then Walt, Walt goes out and he's trying to get out of her what have you actually said and she doesn't sort of you know um, tell him so um, yeah I mean it's a, it's a kind of tense scene and it's sort of clear that something wrong but Skylar doesn't quite know what's going on Mm -hmm. and uh, you know that could have gone very differently because i mean all gretchen had to say was we're not paying these bills Mm. but she has chosen not to drop walt in it for whatever reason um and you know uh but she is tied up in this uh, you know and she's been used as an excuse so she's obviously kind of very confused and um pissed at Walt, understandably, as you would be if you'd suddenly found you'd been used basically as an excuse for something, but you don't know what. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's sort of a tense and strange interaction, this whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, if she, if she says, like, hey, we haven't been paying his bills, then Walt would have another sort of second cell phone conversation to deal with um because then it would be like hey you've lied to yeah. me again what are you doing and it was all kind of gone up in flames. Uh, yeah bit, and so. more, more importantly more importantly where the hell is all this money coming from yeah i yeah. mean you know that 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 really blows things wide open if if gretchen had actually said we're not paying the bills that is another point where what really skated by on that because if all it needed was for Gretchen to go, we're not paying his bills. And then she would, Walt would have to come up with some excuse of like, you know, how do you explain how you've managed to pay all the bills if it's not coming from them? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Walt really, really just managed to scrape by with, with that. Cause she really could have dropped a minute. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I, I wonder then if she'd have kind of, tried to put two and two together with like okay lots of money coming from somewhere that i don't know and a second cell phone that still hasn't really been that question hasn't really been sort of answered so i wonder if she would have kind of tried to put two and two together sort of with that um but obviously that that didn't happen in the scene 
So, uh, moving back from that. Uh, so, yeah, Gretchen drives off, and then uh, later in the episode, Walter meets up with her, but not quite yet. Uh, as Jesse continues badgering the two drug dealers, Jesse has a moan at the two of them for not taking care of their son, mentioning not giving him a decent meal, clean clothes, a little baby powder, and some decent TV, which is what we mentioned earlier with the whole shopping channel for weapons <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Not really quite appropriate for a... I mean, we don't know how quite how young he is, but he is quite young, this this child. So, um, not, not the best television. He's about five years old, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just uh, get, get him Disney Plus. I, th- I think is the is the better option. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at a slightly later point, uh, the mum also says, "I'll be a decent mother if I can just get a shot," which kind of tells you a bit about her. Uh, while Spooge tries to open yeah. the ATM, he claims it was a quick and clean job getting the actual ATM, and we see that it wasn't because we see a sort of like a almost like mini flashback of this shopkeeper who was. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the injury was to him, yeah. but he's he's dead. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, yes. just Jesse kind of doing the right thing a little bit here with you know not not just trying to get what he needs out of these two, but also kind of like saying, yeah, you've been like horrible parents to him. You left him in the house on it, or he doesn't say that, but like that's what they did. They left him in the house on his own. Not fed. He's not cleaned. He's got whatever is is on the TV. It's not good for him. Because uh, at some point, I think slightly early in the episode, when he's mentioning like to to the kid himself. Uh, you know, why don't you watch something else? And just all the other channels just don't like, don't work or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so we see that obviously the parents haven't bothered to fix that because they're trying to get their next fix. I just, I thought w- w- one of the most interesting points from all that was was the mother saying like, "Hey, I'll I'll be a good mum if I get another shot," uh, which really kind of tells you. I, I mean, mm. which would you know, if if Jesse had turned around, which he wasn't going to do, if he'd have turned around and said like hey, I'll give you another shot, and then she just passes out or something, which we do actually see later as well, because uh, when she gets another shot of, of something, whatever it is. Um, yeah, that won't exactly help you be a, a better parent, especially the state that these two are already in. Because so, they probably already... Uh, no. I, think, I think it's fair to say even on that day, they probably already had done some some drugs of some kind. So, um, yeah, but uh, that that tells. Um, I mean, we already knew what these two were like, but that tells you that specific sentence. I think tells you everything you need to know about her. I think so. There you go. Uh, what do you think of this yeah. scene and Jesse's kind of like rightful lecture? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Again, showing Jesse is is a fairly decent person. I think. Um, and and the thing of. The flashback is actually interesting. I actually missed this part of the flashback, but just reading through some of the notes, um, the, the the missing bag of meth was actually left at that crime scene oh, okay. where the ATM was stolen. I, I, I missed that it was there. So I can't remember whether that comes back at some point or, or not. But um, yeah, that, that bag of meth was, that's where they left the bag of meth when they were robbing that ATM and, killing that convenience store click so uh yeah there's there's that and, and the, the whole thing about sort of trying to open the atm where i mean that that's just you know they, they try in kind of various different ways and you know jess is going i thought you said you've still lo- lots of these you know and it was easy and you know it's like and she goes yeah well we stole lots of them then we should get one open um so yeah it, it's just uh really fun that that's a really funny I, and again yeah jesse just lecturing the mother 
about um, how she's looking after the kid, and I mean, or rather, isn't looking after the kid. He's mm-hmm. he's just kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, I I think it just says something about Jesse's character, really. Mm-hmm. Want to bring want to bring up a bit of a hypothetical question. So these two, let's just call them people because they're not really. I mean, they are parents, but they're not good parents at all. So they leave the house in the. I think this is this all takes place in the morning, doesn't it, or some point early in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have left the house. They've left this kid on his own in the house, and this kid is about we've assumed roughly five years old, uh, five or, or, or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. Let's say they come back, and that somebody has like kidnapped this child or not even necessarily kidnapped him like he's run down the road to do whatever you know or or someone says hey do you want to come and play or i, I don't know so, some sort of reason for why that kid would not be in the house doesn't have to be kidnapping i suppose uh but it could be given the you know the area that they live in and that sort of thing mm. um but let's say like he i don't know he gets on his bike or he just fancies running down the street because you know his parents aren't even there I wonder if they if they come back because they're arguing before they even get back to the front door. If they get back, like Jesse's not there, let's say that that doesn't happen, and they come back and the kid's just not there. I wonder first of all how long it would take them to realise because it's not as if they get home and they say, "Oh, you know, hey, son," and all that kind of thing. Because um, you, you usually if you have like family or something and they come back, it's like, "Hey, you know, good to see you," just normal kind of greeting. So they don't mm-hmm. even they don't try to do that. So they don't even address their son when they get into the house. I I kind of wonder one how long it would take them to notice that he's gone. Two if they even kind of care, and three what they would sort of actually do about that. Um, but I I mean just on, just on that first part alone, I think it would take them just because of probably the state that they're in. It probably would take them a long time to even realize the child's not even in the house. So. Mm-hmm. Because again, they don't even like look for him when they come in the front door anyway. Because they're arguing before they get there. So, um, any particular thoughts on that? How long that would like take and everything? Uh, no, I mean, I I'd be surprised if they even noticed. I think the mother would probably be freaking out if she realised he wasn't there, or when she eventually realised he wasn't there. That's assuming they hadn't just got high again. Um, you know, yeah, before yeah. she actually realised. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I that kid could have been, you know, could have been absolutely anywhere, and they wouldn't have known. So, mm. yeah. No. But uh, so that's some of that scenes. Uh, let's go back to Walt. Uh, Walt then drives up to Santa Fe. I think is how you say that. To apologise yeah. to Gretchen for lying, but Gretchen demands to know why Walt did it and how he has been uh, paying for his treatment. Walt. Walt, sorry, anger, angrily, sorry, angry at being uh, cut out of grey matter technologies, which was addressed in uh, season one when they had that whole, was it a wedding? Was it that they went to? I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a, a birthday something or something, like something, something like that. Yeah, when they went to there, and then we saw Gretchen and Elliot, I think, for the first time. Uh, denies her um, any right to that information. Gretchen insists that Walt was um, the one who left by walking out of their uh, past relationship. Uh, Walt curses at her as well, <laughs> in kind of like Heisenberg style. Um, yeah. When when Walt gets back home, uh, Skylar tells him that Gretchen called to say that the Schwartz uh, will no longer be paying for Walt's treatment. So that's Gretchen and Elliot. That's their uh, um, surname, isn't it? So... Um, Schwartz I think. Uh, Realising his cover has been blown, Walt claims that the Schwartz themselves have gone broke uh, but promises that he and Skylar will be able to find the necessary money. Uh, This does confuse Skylar quite a bit of like wow they're broke like really what? 
Uh, and then she kind of asks about like, okay, driving around the Bentley, and you can see Walt on the spot, sort of like, oh, you know, keeping up appearances, that that sort of thing. Um, interesting to see him kind of try to lie his way out of this situation. Um, interesting with the whole because he does drop an f bomb here, and yeah, I, me- I remember typically with because AMC shows do let you say like shit and other stuff, and obviously let you do various violent things, as we've seen on The Walking Dead, uh, and on this uh, actual episode itself, you know, someone's head gets crushed, which we've seen a few times on Walking Dead and some other shows, so you can do violent things, you just, uh, it's that F-bomb particularly that you're not really allowed to drop. Uh, I think you're allowed to do it, like, rarely, sort of now and again, because I think Fear the Walking Dead did it once. Um, I think they've done it maybe once in, once or twice in The Walking Dead, uh, I remember in the final season of Breaking Bad, the character dropped an F-bomb, I think. So it, uh, like, it's, it's a weird thing where you're allowed to like use other sort of swear words that I guess are considered to be not so bad. But you can do like really violent things, but you can't drop the F-bomb. It's all, it's all to do with like, <laughs> I know, it's AMC and uh, is it to do with like advertisers and like that sort of thing? Because they do have ad breaks in that. Yeah, they? and so. they're... Yeah, and there there are codes of conduct, and there are things with advertisers. Right. I believe actually, when it went out in, on AMC in the US, that f bomb was cut out, and it's only because we've had it on you know oh. the, essentially what you get on Sky on on um, Netflix. Netflix is the home video release, which is why it's in. Yeah, oh, so, like so uncensored. Yeah, yeah. So I I believe it was actually censored. They they cut the f bomb out on the. Um, AMC release, the original AMC release. So, but um, so what? What did he say to her then? I, I it may <laughs> be that they just cut it out and she got up and left. Oh, um, right. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether they just cut it or whether they actually censored it and used, to, you know, they beeped it or whatever. I'm not sure, but um, I, hmm. I, I suspect what they did was they just cut his, him saying it out, and she just got up and left. Because by that point in the conversation, I think that would have been, you know, her just getting up and leaving you yeah. what unreasonable thing to do. Um, yeah, and and that whole interaction is quite interesting. Um, ju- just. Uh, you know Gretchen trying to go you know Gretchen's been pulled into this lie through no fault of their own and and you know they, she's like well where are you getting this money how are you doing it? and and well obviously doesn't want to tell her and gets very defensive over it and then brings up whilst you know him being cut out of the uh the technology company and you know her then sort of bringing up the fact that well you walked away from from me i mean it's interesting because i could sort of see both sides of this because her argument is that well you walked away from our relationship because presumably by the sound of it they were they were in a relationship together and and he walked out and uh then she went on with elliot to kind of get together and and build up this company so i'm sort of with walt i could see I can see why he'd be better about that because it was his research that they built the company on. But and her argument is, well, you walked away when you walked away from me, and I don't think that's a particularly strong argument. If it was his research underneath, he should still have, you know, even if you walked away from the relationship, it's still his research. They should, you know, he should still be able to kind of get some money from that. I think if you actually went to court with a case like that. Walt would have a pretty strong case, I would have thought. Hmm. Um, 
you know, so I, but having said that, um, on Gretchen's side, I also would say that she has been pulled into this liar waltz and demanding to know what the hell is going on is not an unreasonable thing to ask. I mean, there, there are two separate issues there. One is, you know, yeah, I think they did screw him over, over the company. I, I genuinely believe Walt's got a right to be angry about that. On the other side of things, um, yeah, Gretchen does have a right to know what the hell is going on because you've basically been using us as an excuse to provide this money. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously coming from somewhere and you don't want to tell me where. So that's very shady. And, you know, so I, yeah, I, I could sort of see that as well. So, uh, yeah, Walt's conflating two things, which are separate issues, I think, with that. Um mm-hmm. And on that particular point, I think Gretchen was right to push him on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. You know, they are arguing about two kind of separate things. Obviously, uh, Gretchen wants to know about this money and everything, which is understandable, especially when her and her husband uh, Elliot are being used for the excuse in this. Uh, but then also the whole like grey matter thing being brought up. I think Walt's got the the right there. So. Yeah, it's kind of kind of uh, an interesting argument between the two, and then uh, yeah, mm. he swears at her, and uh, she gets up and leaves. So yeah, an and end. and then sort of uh, yeah, and then thinking on his on his feet when it comes up afterwards, of like yeah, you know, it, it's entirely possible that Grey Matter as a big sort of tech company could have gone in the toilet if the economy was particularly bad at the time, and you know. And there is, I mean, it is kind of believable that maybe she would still be driving around in a Bentley. I mean, a Bentley is incredibly expensive car, but, you know, maybe she would still be trying to keep up appearances if they're trying to, you know, if they've got investors and stuff. Mm. Uh, That's not necessarily impossible that she, you know, if the car was paid for, that she wouldn't kind of keep driving it to pretend like they had money if that was the case which we know it isn't but you know that that is is somewhat believable so uh as a story actually it is believable to tell skylar that even though we know blatantly it's not true Mm, definitely so but uh yeah walt's got a good ability on his feet to come up with lies i suppose you can't like Mm -hmm. underestimate him from that so um just interesting with with this money thing and Gretchen as opposed to the uh, the phone like the the two phones um how all those arguments went with with Skyler and everything so because she is genuinely quite sort of she's not even like sarcastically surprised she is very just sort of like wow really okay they're 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 broke yeah sort of thing uh and you can tell that Walt I mean maybe he's thought a little bit about like you know on his way back what am I gonna say to to Skyler and stuff. But yeah. he does seem to come up with the sort of their broke thing on the spot because um, mm-hmm. she, she mentions the Bentley and everything. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, I also found it interesting it's... as well. I also found it interesting as well when Walt gets home and you get the kind of ordinary like uh, conversation they're used to having with each other, which is where have you been? This time he has actually got a completely valid sort of like, hey, I was with Gretchen. We had a conversation. You can call her up and ask her if you sort of want to. Um and mm-hmm. then obviously they they sort of talk it out in the end. So as opposed to before, where he can't say, "Hey, you know, I've been out in the desert with this guy called Tuco," uh, and then she'd be like, <laughs> "Who the hell's that?" So in 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 this one scenario, in this different scenario where they they're into another sort of like, "Where have you been?" 
he can kind of just yeah. turn around and be like, yeah, I went to sort of, was it lunch or whatever, with uh, with, with Gretchen. You can call her up and yeah. ask her because that's totally fine. So it, It's also quite a clever ploy by Gretchen to just, to call Skylar and basically say, yeah, we can't be fond, we can't be, be, um, funding Walt's treatment anymore as a way of them, you know, extracting them from that lie uh-huh. without dropping Walt in it, and it's it's quite a reasonable bit of maneuvering to get themselves out of that situation without trying to make it worse, I, and you know, and Walt sort of plays it off of oh well, it's their pride, which is ironic coming from somebody like Walt because this pride is the thing that probably gets him in the most trouble, so. You know, I, I, yeah, it's that whole sort of thing is quite nicely constructed uh, and works really well as a as a cover story, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good stuff. Uh, back to Jesse. Uh, Spooge works unsuccessfully to open the ATM while Jesse is busy playing with the sun because Jesse's more of a parent to these two than than these two are. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, while he while he does that, the wife uh, comes up behind him and knocks him unconscious with something, uh, stealing his guns and his drugs. Uh, sorry, his gun and his drugs. Uh, Jesse wakes up to seeing Spooge trying to open the ATM from the bottom. Uh, he kind of wakes up in sort of a dazed state, cause obviously yeah. he would. So, um, his wife angry that uh, he keeps calling her a skank because he says it like fifteen twenty times, and uh, knocks <laughs> yeah. over knocks over the ATM which is leaning on this chair, uh, and it crushes him and uh jesse's quite surprised by this and sort of springs up sort of thing uh she then takes his drug just goes straight into his pockets doesn't really care um gets high on the couch and just sort of passes out so yeah you kind of left your son with a a stranger in your house a, a dead husband in front of you which is his dad and then you've just decided to get yourself to pass out so yeah that that was interesting um but yeah she decides to get high and she falls asleep on the floor or something uh jesse then um hurriedly takes back the gun uh takes what money he can from the atm it sort of pops open and a bunch of money comes out and this woman isn't going to be getting up and you know fighting jesse for that money because she's she's out of it so um i sort of noticed because a bunch of money sort of springs out of it and then there's like a bunch of it left and you sort of think mm-hmm. like Jesse, quick, shove it, and just shove it anywhere in your pockets. Just, just like, just yeah, you know, just get it and and get out. Um, yeah. So he does that, and then he uh, wipes a bunch of stuff down to hopefully, you know, so that they don't know that he's been there. Um, and then uh, leaves the boy outside with sort of a blanket around him, and says like, "I hope you have a good life." But he does call nine one one and leaves it on the line, and you can also hear the uh, sirens approaching the house. So, yeah. hoping that this kid gets taken into some sort of care, or well, hopefully yeah. away from this, away from this parent, the one that's left anyway. So uh, again, Jesse does the right thing here. He can't really take this kid and sort of look after him because he's not really kind of allowed to or, or sort of able mm-hmm. to do that. Um, you know, he kind of calls the authorities, which is, again is a little bit risky for him to. I mean, I know he's going to run away and stuff, but it's a bit risky for him to do because then if they kind of catch him or whatever, he's got to sort of explain. But he does get to run away, and uh, I think this is the last time we see this this kid actually. But he says, "Hey, hope you have a really good life." Yeah. And um, just uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. So yeah, uh, a few things to talk about there. Uh, what do you think of the ATM crushing? Uh, I I'd kind of forgotten exactly how this played out, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's just I mean it's 
the way she sort of nonchalantly just kind of crushes the guy. Yeah. You know, he's kind of scat, 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 and then she just pushes it and, and like crushes him, goes and gets his drugs and gets high. Should also point out the kid was at that point was locked in that bedroom. I mean, you know, she had put she had picked up the kid, taken him out of the main room after sort of the bear in mind that he just that kid had seen his mother smack the only guy who'd actually been actually friendly to him. Um mm-hmm. he was sat playing peekaboo with him and smacked him unconscious she then goes and locks the kid in the bedroom um and then you know kills her husband by crushing him with the atm uh and and i mean yeah just awful situation and um you know Je- jesse again showing a good character goes and calls 911 thinks about leaving goes back and gets the boy and takes him you know tells him to play peekaboo again and you know gets him out the house without seeing anything and tells him not to go back inside um and uh i mean yes he goes to kind of wipe things down the best he can i mean i mean it's amazing that he doesn't get caught from this because i don't believe he gets pulled up for it um no, i, I, I can't remember what that. i yeah yeah, I think this is the end of that. I, although I, I do think there is there may be some reference to the ATM robberies and the fact that I, I can't remember. There may be some of that coming up. But I, this is certainly the last time we see that female character in the kid. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the the fact that he goes back in and, and saves the boy, the ATM kind of just popping open in front of Jesse and him taking the money. It's probably a good job he didn't take all the money because I think that would have been suspicious as well had there been no money left in the ATM because, you know, they they had no idea exactly how much, they might not know exactly how much was left in the ATM machine at the time that these people stole it. So... The fact that there is some money in there, it just looks like a pair of incompetent crooks that yeah, were trying to open the ATM and one of them got crushed while doing it because they were tweakers, you know, and and that's why. Uh, but somebody obviously called 911. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, we don't know who. And, you know, the authorities obviously don't know who. They don't know that it was Jesse. But, yeah, I mean... I do. I, it'd be interesting to sort of maybe maybe that's a movie we should get of like what happened to the kid afterwards. I'd I'd like to know, yeah, because I don't think that we return to him. No, we don't at all. We never return to that kid. But it would be kind of interesting to know what happened to that kid afterwards. Mm, yeah. I hope he got taken into care and got like a decent home and a you know great future. But that's what I like to think. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, at least he won't have these parents to deal with anymore, probably. So, yeah. well, one of them, at least. So, anyway, that's yes. the end of the episode. Uh, let's get into a bit of feedback. If you'd like to let us know what you thought of this episode or any other Breaking Bad episodes or just to get in touch with Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and also information in your show notes. Uh, Caitlin says, Thanks for covering Breaking Bad, another excellent episode with 206. What would you like to see Vince do as the Breaking Bad universe is pretty much done? Again, that's kind of like, you know, if Sony and AMC think that the universe is done. Because we, I mean, we're, we're kind of assuming Better Call Saul is the end of, of all of it. But uh, you never know. Yeah. You never know. It's a, it's a popular universe and there's money to be made. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether or not that's with P- uh, Peter or Vince, we, we don't know. So um, what would I like to see Vince do? Um, 
is he any good with zombies? Because I like <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so I mean, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's doing it now, isn't he? Um, you know, he's gone yeah, that's from true. gone from Justice League, which he's literally kind of not not allowed to do, but he's being kind of you know not encouraged to do it uh, anymore by by Warner Brothers um, with Snyder Cut and stuff. Uh, so he's pretty much done the superhero thing. He's also done Watchmen. Um, but yeah, in terms of Vi- uh, Vince. Uh, yeah, he's done like a you know crime show with Breaking Bad here. Um, he's done some other things, but yeah, don't know. Is he any good? With, is he is he any good with zombies? That's kind of what I want to know. So, um, but other than that, I mean, it, it, I suppose it would depend for him creatively uh, as a showrunner. Would he like to do not like a Breaking Bad reboot, but another Breaking Bad esque type of show? Because um, you've got two that are currently sort of running at the moment. Uh, or three technically you got Better Call Saul obviously the uh, prequel you got Mosquito Coast which is kind of Breaking Bad-esque which is on Apple TV and you got Ozark which is uh, is that coming up to its last season I think on uh, on Netflix so th- those are the yeah. shows I can think of at the moment that are sort of very uh, similar um, don't know it depends I guess if he, if he wants to do something else with that but yeah just want to see if he's interested in uh, zombies so how about you <laughs> um I'd maybe like to see him do some sort of um, space thing, some sort of sci-fi thing would be interesting to see him tackle. He did do, there was a pilot that he wrote called Amped, which was with uh, Franz Bognicks, who uh, was was the, the guy that did um, uh, Man in High Castle. And they, they did a pilot together, which was... Uh, about a, a uh, centered on a, and a group of police detectives and officers to say deal with a small but growing percentage of the population that are falling prey to a strange genetic mutations, calling them to do destructive things to a city and those around them. So that was almost zombie esque that hmm. they did. That was it was a pilot that I think they did for the Spike TV back in '06. So it's been a while since they did that. Um, so that's sort of zombie-esque i guess that they did yeah um i and you know obviously he has a history with the x files as well so he's done sort of sci-fi stuff before i'd be quite interested to see him do an out and out like full-blown sci-fi you know proper space sci-fi show Mm. would be uh something i think i'd quite be i'd be interested in seeing him do it um you know serious hard sci-fi stuff um, I, I think would be an interesting one for for him to approach. I think that would probably be where I'd like to see him go. Because I mean, obviously, more Breaking Bad stuff would be great. But I think there's only so much you can milk out of this franchise. And you know, we've, we've talked about many times before about you know where else could you go at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I I would like yeah. I think if you were going to go for a, some sort of genre, some sort of decent, really solid, you know. Serious Battlestar Galactica level kind of sci-fi series would be nice, but something mm-hmm. original. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've talked before about different Breaking Bad ideas, but the one common problem we've kind of come across is certain characters that we've mentioned in the past. Those the actors that play them are a little bit old for those roles, especially for because a, a lot of the ideas that we've had are sort of prequel based. Because I don't think that you can do much sequel stuff. Um, other than no. what's happening in in Better Call Saul, which we won't get into here, because um, you've pretty much settled 
the like future mm-hmm. uh story of breaking bad it's just certain certain little questions and stories and stuff from the past that you could do but again some of those actors involved are just slightly too old for those roles so we'll see but yeah, yeah. just uh is he any good at zombies that's kind of what i want to know so <laughs> <laughs> uh i think uh isn't that um Zack snyder film out on friday i think i think so I yes what it's called now, like but yeah the, the zombie film that he's doing so yeah, which I think is a prequel to is it Dawn of the Dead, which I haven't seen. So uh, I got Something some like uh, I got I, some exploring to do there, I suppose. So um, Abed says, uh, "Hey there, thanks again for the podcast. You're very welcome." Uh, I went off what you said and also tried out Sons of Anarchy. I think we recommended that three or four yeah. episodes ago. I think because someone said about like other similar shows, and uh, yeah, I said so. Also tried out Sons of Anarchy, and I really liked it. I also see there's a spin-off called Mayans. Have you watched it? Um, I watched the first season. Now, I can't actually remember if I watched the season one finale or if I didn't, which kind of tells you a bit about where I ended up with that show. Um, I didn't <laughs> see season two. I just I just kind of lost interest in it a little bit. It was good, but mm. I don't, maybe it's because I, I only finished Sons of Anarchy a year or two ago. So it was sort of like going straight from that into... I think I think when I finished Sons of Anarchy, Mayans' first season, maybe not for the UK, but for the US, had already started because we got it a bit later, didn't we? Because of the whole FX mm. thing and whatever. Uh, but I, m- I remember we got it added as like a box set, like several months later when it finished in the US. So I, I think for maybe me, me maybe it was a case of like, um, yeah, going. I kind of went straight from Sons of Anarchy almost into Mayans, and it just kind of it it just didn't really work for me. Like, I didn't really connect with the characters quite so well, and I don't know. And then the second season came out, and I couldn't remember if I'd seen the finale of the first season. So it was sort of like, okay, I'm just kind of gonna gonna kind of put it to the side for a little bit. Uh, there's a, mm-hmm. I think they're on season is it three or four at the moment? At least season three. Yeah, uh, so something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I as you could. As you could tell by my response to it, I, I um, haven't been watching it with any regularity. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I came to Sons of Anarchy quite late. I think the entire thing had either been out or it was everything but the final season, possibly, okay. or the final couple of seasons. So I came to Sons of Anarchy quite late. So I was able to binge my way through most of it in one go. And I, and I think, with Mayans, I would have liked to have been able to do the same, but obviously it's an ongoing series. So I did watch the first few episodes of it. I don't think it's as good as Sons of Anarchy. I don't think it draws you nah. in quite as much as that did. Um, it's interesting to see them, you know, see it from a slightly different point of view. And there are some of the same characters, you know, in there. There are There is some crossover with the two shows, but obviously one's a sequel of the other. So uh, Mayans is a sequel of Sons of Anarchy rather than a prequel. So... Uh, and it does follow this different biker gang. Um, but, it, I mean, it's a solid show. It is a decent, solid show. Um, I, I think Sons of Anarchy was it was above it, though. was was a better series uh, yeah. overall. Yeah, but I know I there is quite a lot of love for mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sons of Anarchy is weirdly on uh, Disney+. Plus because that's the day and age that we live in. And uh, not that BBC really tells anybody, but they've got uh, Mayans. Because as I've moaned about yeah. before, they barely if ever promote any of those FX shows that they've got uh which they still do but i have given up moaning about it so <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's well, what we I got mean, to, to be fair 
to be fair to the BBC, I, I think they're probably going to have those shows taken off them later on this year. So because they're, they're uh, I think the contract's up, and I suspect that ev- everything will move on to uh, Star on Disney Plus. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting the other week when they uh, put out a trailer for was it Pretty Little Liars. And then I thought to myself, just uh, it was either the perfectionist or the or the main show. I can't remember which one it was. And I was like, hang on a minute, did they promote an FX show? Because I I couldn't remember which network that was on, but that's a pretty <laughs> show. Yeah, pretty so, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, if you want to watch Mayans, that's on BBC. Uh, I think two seasons are out. And if you want to watch Sons of Anarchy, that's on Disney Plus. So different mm-hmm. platforms. So. Uh, but no, I I really enjoyed Sons of Anarchy. What I saw of it, and uh, I just again I can't I can't even remember if I saw the first season finale of mine. So that kind of tells you where I'm at with that. But um, uh, Mosquito Coast is really really good. Uh, Ozark, I've got I I'm on the second mm-hmm. season. Um, what what are your thoughts on those two shows, Ozark and Mosquito haven't, Coast? Haven't seen Mosquito Coast. Uh, Ozark, I really like the first season of it i don't think i ever got around to watching the second season but i know it's coming to an end so i might wait until it's all out and then just go and binge through it uh-huh. but um yeah that's that's a great show as well um that that's uh, that has elements of breaking bad about it uh so yeah um i know you really like mosquito coast but i haven't got to that yet mm-hmm. that's on uh, apple tv plus by the way for those of you that yeah. are wondering, the uh, Mosquito Coast. It's got uh, mm-hmm. Justin Thoreau from Leftovers, and then Ozark's got, is it is it Jason Bateman? Is that his name? Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. it's Jason Bateman. Uh, it's sort of his show, I think. I think he uh, was involved in producing it as well. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, but those are those ones. Um, Peter, lastly, says, not related directly to TV, but if Breaking Bad, if a Breaking Bad video game was to be made, who would you want to make it? So, which uh, developer? He's kind of asking us. Um, I think Rocksteady, <sighs> sorry, uh, Rockstar, not Rocksteady. Uh, Rocksteady could do a good job, but Rockstar, um, I think would do a good yeah, job but... just with the sort of open world GTA history that they've got. Um, I think Naughty Dog would be able to handle that if you did like a more linear yeah. version of the story because they're definitely able to handle mature storytelling. Goodness me, if you've seen, if you've played the, the second game or even the first game, uh, they're definitely able to uh, handle that. Uh, those are the two that kind of jump out to me. Um, wouldn't trust Ubisoft or EA to do it. I definitely no. wouldn't trust Bethesda at the moment to do it. <laughs> um, no. Uh, who else is there? Um, th- those are those are the two that jump out. Is is Naughty Dog and uh, Rockstar, I think. Especially Rockstar because they'd have you know unlimited money if they wanted to. Um, yeah. So I I I'd probably go with those two. So how about you? Yeah, I mean Rockstar was the one that came to mind to me. Uh, Rockstar, Naughty Dog, Obsidian maybe um, hmm. would be a possibility. Uh, although, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the darker stuff. I mean, Bioware at one point I would have, you know, I mean, they're great with kind of story-driven games, but I think this is possibly a bit dark for the type of thing that they would usually do. Mm. Um, Maybe I mean, Telltale then. Yeah. If if you consider mm, it now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, although Telltale, Telltale still exists as a company. I know they, 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 they went under and they shut kind of down and then somebody uh, revived the company. Because so, they're, they're yeah. working on some stuff, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean so... that 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 would be one way of doing it. We're doing that could have point and click, could have telltale thing might be an interesting way of doing it. But yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But yeah, the... I mean, Naughty Dog would be would be good, I think. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's two options you could go with. If you wanted to go with something like really more narrative driven and linear, you'd go with a Naughty Dog game. But then if you wanted to have, let's say, like an open world with, I don't know, side quests for like drug dealing or something like that, you could probably go with like a Rockstar to to do that sort of thing. Um, maybe if you like drive out to the desert or do, do something like that, you could you could do that. So those yeah. are who who I'd go with. So. Uh, anyway that's what we've got for you for this episode thank you all very much for listening we'll be back next week for episode 7 which has got a very interesting title uh, we've already discussed that if you want to know what that is go and uh, ha- have a look and I'll uh, I'll work out what exactly I'm going to say in the intro so um, yeah. but, uh, anyway in, in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcast as well uh, so check all that out if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk uh, you can either simply go and listen to more episodes uh, either on the website entertainmenttalk.org or you can also search for us on your favourite podcast platform and get yourself subscribed that would be great as well uh, there's also word of mouth and social media you can simply tell people that you know about our content and what we do and where they can find it uh, either through word of mouth or social media whatever platform you'd like to use for that um, there's also the Patreon page, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So so uh, go and have a look out for that as well. Uh, Geek Town as well. Go and check out uh, what David's doing over on Geek Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek Town, the credit you can, Geek Town Radio. Those are for your TV and film news. If you want to know more about the future of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Uh, but at the moment, for lots of TV renewals and cancellations, this uh, we're kind of in that uh area at the moment so uh, if you want to know if your favorite u.s show has survived because it might not have uh go over to geektown.co.uk and go and uh, find out and of course if you want that in weekly podcast format uh geektown radio on tuesdays go and listen to last week's episode you might uh, hear a familiar voice that you might have heard on this platform before so uh go and uh, check yes. it out as well so uh, that was a lot of fun um yeah check that out for all that uh bex is streaming quite a bit and doing lots of good stuff at the moment over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there uh she's doing some really really good stuff at the moment with her charity work and just well all, all the good work that she does over there on twitch go and give her a follow you can also find me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, um, for streaming different video games. I'm currently doing Oddworld Soulstorm. I have finished the game, but I kind of need to save some more Maduckins because I sort of didn't save enough last time. So uh, if you want to see me struggle to do that, uh, but also have fun doing it, you can follow me on Twitch, eTalkUK. Uh, if you missed any of the previous streams or any of the future streams, you can find them archived later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. I do need to put two of them up on YouTube, but I should do that try and remember to do that today so go and uh look for those uh thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye bye